into the contest. It is Tuesday, the 24th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Now, Shane-o, it's a wet and dark old day today. We're going to talk a little bit later about pre-season. Were you an exceller when it came? Were you were you brilliant when it came to pre-season? I absolutely hated pre-season, mate. It was, um, and this morning reminded me of it. It's those cold, dark, wet mornings when you have to get up and, and start running around the ground. You question your own, <laughs> your own thoughts on, on why am I here? Do I really want to play cricket this year? Yeah, some tough times. Yeah, but pre-season wasn't my favourite, but uh, yeah, those dark mornings, Tim, not good fun at all. Yeah, I want to peel back on that and find out uh, your involvement with the Sydney Swans one pre-season, because they always try to mix it up a bit, don't they? Plenty to talk about. Of course, the Swans play GWS, that All-Australian squad announced, some controversial additions and omissions from that. Nick Politis, you need to be jabbed if you're going to come to see the Roosters in 22. We'll talk about that. Arsenal fans aren't happy, plus much, much more. So, Shane, this All-Australian squad, a squad of 40 players named uh, with the AFL. And look, some interesting omissions. Uh, Boak probably uh, being at the top. Yeah, mate. No Richmond Tiger. It's the first time there's been no Richmond Tiger player selected since 2013 in the All-Australian. 21 of the 40 this year are um, are first-timers. But you still see Buddy Franklin going for his record, almost 1,000 goals he's um, approaching. Uh, Melbourne have seven of the 40 and Brisbane five. But, um, yeah, no no one from North Melbourne, as predicted, and no one from Collingwood or Richmond, mate. So some bigger missions there. Yeah, Travis Boak was one of the big ones, wasn't it? They weren't Mm. happy about that. What, what, What do you think there? Yeah, I think he definitely was unlucky. He's, he's had a had a great season. I, I think um, for AFL players themselves, they don't get a chance to actually represent Australia. So this is a really nice thing to be granted um, for your efforts during a season and be rewarded. Unless unless you play that hybrid rules game. I actually, yeah. you know, I actually went to watch one at, at Croke Park in uh, in Ireland once. It was it was quite extraordinary. It was a long, long time ago. But uh, look, Buddy Franklin, you mentioned him. It's just extraordinary that after what he's been through with injury, that he is still being picked and playing in the manner in which he, he is. He had a, had a brilliant game against the Gold Coast. They rested him against North Melbourne. Eight goals against the Gold Coast and he's uh, cherry ripe against GWS. I think a lot of Swans fans are hoping that he sort of gets to 99 this year, maybe kicks one in the grand final and <laughs> then has the opportunity to kick that thousandth goal at the SCG when they can have crowds again. Yeah, he's been a superstar of the game for, for many years now and this will be his ninth time he's been selected in the All-Australian um, and he's hitting form the right time of the year for the Swans anyway, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Nick Politis has come out. Look, this is a bit of a template for what's happening right around the world, isn't it? In so many places, parts of business, parts of sport that, um, you know, vaccination. Uh, Nick Politis basically saying if you come to watch the Roosters game, you'll need to show that you're fully vaccinated. He doesn't want to put any of the supporters at risk. He's smart, Nick Politis, isn't he? It's a shame our politicians don't uh, treat uh, this country like a business. And, uh, yeah, he's a real leader, um, particularly in the game of sport, Nick Politis, and uh, good on you. And I think someone like, someone doing that will get a lot of people to get vaccinated so we can get out of this bloody doldrum, mate. 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's been a leader in so many ways. And, of course, the Roosters' injury, they've had retirements, they've had all sorts of dramas mm. this year, and they're still sitting fourth on the table. It's been an extraordinary performance, particularly from Trent Robinson, the coach. Now, Adam Elliott, what happens to this guy at the Bulldogs? Look, I've met him, and he, and he presents as a really nice guy, I'm, and I'm sure that he, deep down he is. There's obviously an alcohol problem. He's uh, He's been doing counselling, but look, it obviously isn't completely working because he's had a drama at a restaurant in Brisbane. You would have thought that with all the things that he's been through, that Mad Monday episode, mm. then of course the, 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 the teammate's girlfriend episode, uh, it's yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? It doesn't look good. Uh, he does have an alcohol problem, but I think so to about 50% of Australians in lockdown, mate. Um, but saying that, you, you can't put um, his team and the whole competition at risk. This is his second um, breach um, uh, of the COVID regulations. Um, and, mate, you can't do it. So he's been stood down for the rest of the season, and, and rightly so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what does happen there, whether or not they keep him. Phil Gould, of course, now taking mm. over at the Bulldogs. Now, let's have a little bit of a chat about cricket. Usman Khawaj has come out and sort of uh, backed Justin Langer in a way. He, he said that, you know, they've, they're have they sticking the knives in the back. That's interesting because I, I didn't know that those two got on all that well. Well, it, it didn't look like it in the Amazon series, did it? Um, I have no doubt that Usman Khawaj... Uh, stopped playing Test cricket because he spoke up against Justin Langer. So I have no doubt about that. And Usman now coming out, maybe Usman's just trying to make himself more relevant now. Who knows? Um, The one thing you don't see uh, is someone like Steve Wall coming out and defending Langer. It doesn't look good for Justin Langer. I think he needs to stop worrying about how he's feeling and get on on with it. And um, it always reminds me of Gillard Rudd, this sort of thing going on between the the players and, uh, and Justin Langer at the moment. Get rid of him. Yes, just on that point, Steve Waugh not coming out to support Justin Langer because Steve Waugh was Justin Langer's pin-up boy, wasn't he? They were all about the baggy green and any time Justin Langer had the opportunity to, to talk up Steve Waugh, he did. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of all of that? Well, particularly if you look at that Amazon series where Justin Langer got Steve Waugh across there and was part of it and had, had him around the, around the playing group, um, yeah, I would have thought that if Steve Waugh really thought that Justin Langer should be in charge of this team. He would have come out and defended him. He hasn't done that, and that, that says a lot to me. Speaking to Ian Botham, we've had him on the program. He sees Australia like a second home to him. It seems clever, this news breaking over the last 24 hours, that he's been made a special trade envoy uh, for Australia from the UK. Yeah, he's uh, been made part of the House of Lords. It's Baron Botham of Ravensworth in the county of Northern Yorkshire. What a great gig that is. You come out and what's your job there, Timmy, you reckon? Uh, well, look, the thing is about him and having worked with him, he was an amazing cricketer, but a, a brilliant socialiser, like a getting people together. I remember doing three months in India and you'd get the phone call, we're going there tonight. They were his rules. You had to follow his rules. But look, he does love Australia. He's got huge connections, great friendships here, spends a lot of his free time here when, mm. uh, you know, after commentating the cricket. So he'll be here for the Ashes series. I think it's clever. Like he's got his wine business, which is, is based and generated out of Australia as well. He does love his red wine, doesn't he? So I think uh, that as a trade envoy to Australia, I think it'll be high focus on wine, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I can't argue. Now, staying in England for a minute, Arsenal fans, they spent all this money trying to get this crack team together. I know it's only a few weeks into the comp, but um, the fans aren't happy uh, because they've had another big loss. Two games! Conceded four! Zero points! And who have we got next? Man City! Honestly, I'm sick of it. The performances are terrible! 
how much have we spent this window? 129 million on a beating. Honestly, the old arsehole used to shop in Arrods. And now I feel like we're shopping in shoes. Well, there it is. There's one of the very, very upset Arsenal fans. They only come in one type, Arsenal fans, and that is fanatical. Isn't it funny, particularly in, in that level of sport, when it can only be two or three weeks of, of bad performances and the whole um, fan base turn on you and you know, Arsenal, I think people understand how much money these guys are getting paid. So they expect a lot better performance on the paddock, that's for sure. All right, now what about Renee Gracie? Now this is an interesting story, I'll let you explain it. But uh, (laughs) of course she was a motor racer, then went into a more exotic slash erotic lifestyle and she's going to use a bit of that money to come back to motor racing. Yeah, she's gone to the dark side, porn. And like Timmy, I take my job very seriously here at Afternoon Sports, so I've done an extreme amount of research into this, (laughs) scrolling the porn sites to see what she's actually done. (laughs) But she's uh, she's raising a million dollars to buy her own V8 car. Um, is this crowdfunding? Is it payments in arrears? I don't, I don't know, mate. But uh, look, good on her. But uh, all I can say, Tim, if you and I try to do a sort of crowdfunding in in, in the in a porn game, mate, we'd be driving a, a rented Tirana. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be bashed up as well, and we'd have to we'd have to car share. That's for sure. Now, what about Dave Rennie, the coach of uh, the Wallabies? He's he's blown up at the All Blacks, and of course, we know that Dave Rennie's a New Zealander of birth. Uh, because they're, they're not coming for this third Bledders Low Cup game. It's in Perth. There hasn't been a COVID case in Perth since the thing started. I mean, there's been a couple, but uh, the, the, they're already there, the Wallabies. What, I, I agree with him. I think this is ridiculous from the All Blacks. I totally agree with him. And I'll tell you what, this is the big difference between Dave Rennie, who's just really um, uh, made himself so much popular amongst Australians. Everyone, as you said, they know he's a New Zealander, but amongst his team as, as a coach, Justin Langer's not doing that. But yeah, he stood up for him. He said New Zealand's been totally selfish. Um, we all know that the Paralympics is about to start. People have been moving around the world and the All Blacks can't come to Perth. Come on. Good on you, Dave Rennie. Yeah, that's the thing is the Paralympic. We've got the opening ceremony of the Paralympics yeah. tonight. We had the full Olympic Games in Tokyo. Sports being played all around the world. And we get that there's a bit of a, a drama over the past few months. But surely, surely, even for your fans, you'd make your way to Perth for it. I, I agree with him 100%. Uh, hopefully, we can use a little bit more of that conviction through the next series and win a couple mm. of games, the Wallabies, because we've seen some green shoots without those uh, big wins. The French series was good, but that second game against the All Blacks, not all that flash. Now, let's get to the story that we mentioned at the head. Pre-season, Shane, pre-season, and let's head to the SCG, 21-year-old, fresh out of Oak Flats, ladies and gentlemen, Shane Lee playing cricket, and you teamed up and had a game against the Swans. Can you tell me more? Yeah, it was a full New South, New South Wales uh, team back then, um, and we played a game of AFL uh, as a pre-season sort of fitness um, uh, activity, um, but we played the Swans under-21s, and they were a lot younger and fitter than us. We had Simon Cook, who was a Victorian, fast bowler, um, who knew a little bit about AFL, Mark Taylor was Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Mark Taylor was sort of born on a border down there, so he knew a little bit about AFL. But our tactics were we had Phil Emery, who was a rugby union player, Sean Bradstreet, a leaguey. So we just basically said, these young, fit kids are going to be too fast for us. Let's smash them. And that we did. We tackled them. We were a lot older than them. And we beat them up. And I think we won by a goal. Oh. We, didn't, we, didn't feel, we didn't feel great afterwards, but we won the game, Tim. Five careers ended before they began. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember shooting a story for the Today Show years ago at the Swans training. And uh, and look, uh, as you know, I could lose about 20 kilos easily. And uh, yeah, they do train hard. They do train hard. So I think your tactics were smart. Very, very yes. smart. But uh, uh, pre-seasons, uh, not your favourite, huh? 
No, not my favourite, mate, but uh, it's something you have to do. And, you know, particularly from when I started in 1990, um, cricket was semi-professional. Then by 1995, it was fully professional. Um, And with that extra money comes extra responsibility. And a big part of that is pre-season, Tim. So getting up in those early mornings, which is a bloody nightmare when it's cold and wet, but it's something you just have to do, mate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day I can bring that Tirana over and pick you up and go out for a drink. Thanks, Shane. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And our brilliant producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.